This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words, but no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah and i am happy to say we have a new president in the united states of america and my god was this a road was this a road we finally got our uh, president elect it is in fact joe biden it is also for the first time ever senator now vice president harris and congratulations to both of them congratulations to all the voters all of the people who wanted to make change all of the people who just been in the most dire situation in the last four years people of color like myself and many others women in general like just everybody who's been through all types of hell everybody who's been unemployed everybody who's been you know brutally abused or killed by the cops in the last few years race wars all that stuff it's time for us to make change and the biggest start and 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 shout out to my city of philadelphia because apparently we were the ones who made the flip that made the change for everything that is happening right now and we got a we got a current president who's whining like a little baby right now so as a result never seen anything like it in in the history of this country and let alone my life but it is what it is but you know all of all of us all of us we work together to make this type of thing happen we cannot stop here it is just the beginning shout out to all my acmg members who voted and i i've been advocating this for so long and, and and i'll say this too because i joked around on the uh on the facebook group just recently that then not really joking around either like seriously to those 
who will be getting a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X next week and has voted. I'm saying the same thing that I said on the group. Like, seriously, if y'all, if you voted and you're getting and you got and you pre-ordered your PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and you're waiting to get this next week, yo, kudos to you. You deserve it. Enjoy it to the fullest. If you did not vote and you're still getting one of those consoles or both of those consoles, I hope your shit overheats. <laughs> and i say that with conviction laughing conviction but i'm saying that with conviction and we're going to talk about that too uh some news came about just recently in regards to the playstation 5 but we got a lot of news to talk about um in the world of our favorite fandoms uh we're going to be talking about that we are going to be talking about the mandalorian uh that just came out like for the last two weeks and talk about those episodes uh we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things uh, that has come out and my review of God of High School, the episodes that have been appearing on HBO Max, which is a Crunchyroll original. Crunchyroll is partnering with, you know, HBO Max. You'll be seeing a lot of anime based upon the library from there as well. And thank goodness God of High School is one of them because, you know, I'm a big uh, I guess that's a, sh a shoji anime in a sense but technically it, it, it's korean based is based on a korean uh manhwa which is a comic and um i i love anime that are based on just martial arts and fighting i love it it was the core reason why i've actually became an anime fan or a otaku because i love what they do with that and this doesn't disappoint at all so we'll be talking about that as well but i you know that was going to be my talk topic of the week but i decided to change it because something else occurred in the, during the week and before the election came and i figured like all right we could still talk about this because i mean even if we we decide to um you know do this election and 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 you know biden and harris does win it's still not necessarily going to just instantly change everything like that COVID is still going to be around we're still going to have a little bit of corruption it's going to take time for us to heal so we can still have this conversation but I you know when when I was watching the election and, and waiting for everything to happen and waiting for the votes to come in and everything I to, to bring my comfort I decided to re-watch uh the Marvel Cinematic Universe the the uh Infinity Saga but in the actual timeline that disney plus has it organized so i got up to the point of uh spider-man homecoming huh, so love that movie and for a lot of reasons and here we got adrian tombs and this has always been a discussion we talked about this before when the movie first came out but i think it's more relevant even now two years later after the movie came out and with everything going on and it became a discussion uh, that I brought upon the ACMG group because it's just what he said and what he did and why he did it was kind of almost anti-heroic heroic in a sense and we had this discussion like because not only just what he did but what he said in there and in reference to like the system screwing him over and we we got into this discussion so I'm gonna make this a talk topic segment because we're going to talk about whether adrian toombs was justified in a sense of the crimes against the system 
you know, to to you know, to, he was looking out whether he was looking out for his crew, whether he was looking out for himself, whether you know Tony Stark was you know wrong for what he did, stuff like that. We're going to talk about all that. I mean, because it, it it it's a blurred line, it's a gray area in that, and just gonna you know talk about it and also get responses from you know some of the acmg members as well that chimed in on that post so we're gonna make that a talk topic today just switch it around not as much as a review type of situation so um you know let's not waste any time folks let's do it let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg Right, so first order of news we're going to talk about the mandalorian it premiered last week first two episodes a new episode came out this week and i am enjoying it immensely uh i, I mentioned this before i was born uh like in 77 where i believe star wars premiere but i never really became an avid star wars fan like i love star wars I, I'm not in love with Star Wars in a sense, if, if you guys understand it. So, like, I'm not like that deep into the type lore like other people are. There's some hardcore Jedi fans out there and Sith fans out there, but it's like I enjoy it just for what it is. But people are really hardcore about it, like as if they are Trekkies. So, but you know, I'll enjoy a good Star Wars, uh, you know, anything, if especially if it's really strong. And I think that may be the reason why I never really enjoy Star Wars in its totality is because it there's some there have been some hits and miss with the star wars uh you know universe and the storytelling of it you know there has been some there was a lot of flops you know along the way those prequels i think really really put it down and and uh and diluted the the experience and there's some people who are hardcore going to defend it and uh you know in a sense it kind of died down for me but you know that's where the marvel cinematic universe you know came in and i think they filled the shoes of what i wanted in star wars in a sense where everybody's trying to get out of star wars but the mandalorian is probably one of the strongest you know uh pieces of the universe of the storytelling of the universe that they have so far along with the animated series but i i and i i was told the animated series does connect canon to what's going on in in, in the star wars universe but even still like i think as in in terms of live action i think the mandalorian is quite possibly the best uh thing i've seen probably since um and, and as far as storytelling i think the best thing that i've ever loved was this in uh the force unleashed you know the video game that they had uh for playstation a while back with uh in, in xbox with star killer i thought that storyline was so great i thought everything that happened i love the star killer character in that game i thought that was one of the best star wars games they've ever come out with at the time as well absolutely enjoyed that game um but mandalorian really really has done a great job uh, doing what they're doing here the first two episodes of the mandalorian were really 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 great two great yet random episodes showing the badassery of mando and the undeniable cuteness of baby yoda and it was just great i i, I loved last week um when they were fighting the giant uh working with the sand people to you know fight the giant uh whatever creature that was and you got to see some really cool action from the mandalorian and you know 
probably a little bit more it, it really kind of set the tone of how, you know the type of action that they're doing this season and what they're doing which is a little bit more last season felt a little bit more like a space western which was awesome this one looks like it's going a different direction in a sense we also had this uh episode two which was more of a comedy than anime there was so many more so much more comedic uh you know uh scenes and, and and moments in this thing it was really cool um the one of the things that i love was when the mandalorian was using the christian passage uh which is like uh oh god i forgot i'm blurring out real i'm blurring out of this real quick but it was basically it was it was saying um when he was talking to the rebel pilot trying to you know hide his identity or whatever he said may the force be with you and he replied and also with you <laughs> and i literally went crazy because you know if you anybody has ever been to church or ever go to church that's what you say you know it, it, it in a sense like when a, when a pastor or whatever you know talks to you your responses and also with you and the, the reason why i think that that was so funny and the fact that that was actually canon to what's going on is because that's been a joke to the about the jedis for so long and the rebel alliance for so long uh you know comparing the jedi deity or whatever that they consider themselves to that of christianity i i used to i actually compared the jedi legion to the to the shaolin temple you know i thought it was that type of philosophy more or less than christian but we've heard those jokes about you know with the response and also with you mostly from like family guy and stuff like that so to hear them actually use that in a line in the in in the show i thought it was absolutely absolutely tremendous i don't know who was responsible for writing that in but it it, it worked and everybody responded i had um people in the acmg group just cracking the hell up saying their whole entire family just blew up when they heard him say that it was just and it was cool about it, it was just so subtle it, it was so subtle and you didn't expect it at all when it just came out of nowhere so it was hilarious i loved it uh baby yoda which by the way we still don't have a name for the kid yet to be honest so everybody's still calling him baby yoda and uh i he just he he just really i gotta come i gotta do a comparison between him and gizmo or other people see like whether he is the cutest <laughs> of the of the crew out there but he just never disappoints he absolutely never disappoints in this show and this week it was really funny because he had a fixation for eggs apparently <laughs> and they apparently they they were if i'm correct if i remember they had they had what was it they had a job where they, where he had to protect his mother who was a alien space frog protecting her eggs that were you know waiting to be hatched meanwhile we discovered that baby yoda is eating eggs and he has a fixation for frog eggs now. <laughs> and he, he's ate a couple already during the way he's been trying to eat them throughout the whole entire thing they end up in a cave where the mom is trying to keep warm and stuff like that they find a, a spring or something within a arctic cave and all of a sudden you know yoda baby yoda of course sprouts out he eats some goo from this little looks like a giant pimple and it turns out it's like eggs from a alien spider and the mom spider is ginormous and they end up running out you know for, 
trying to run away from that. It was really cool. I failed to mention though, the biggest reveal of last of the first episode was in fact that they found remains of Bubba Fett and his in his uh, uniform and such. That was. I believe it was held by a guy in the town who was using it to protect the town from the monster that the Mandalorian decided that he wanted to, uh, you know, help, you know, get rid of, which they did. And he, in turn, gave him Bubba Fett's, you know, equipment. Well, we learn at the end of the episode of, uh, of episode one, season two or chapter 10 or was it chapter nine? I guess they call it Bubba Fett's alive and he is in the series they actually the actor who always plays bubba fett on not only uh this show but also the video games the animated uh series which even makes it more canon in a sense he is officially in this season and that's going to develop too so i mean even though they had two random episodes they actually are slowly slowly going to be developing something bigger we also didn't uh get to see actor G uh giacarlo esposito which one of my all-time favorite actors uh he's the perfect villain rather it was just he was just a jerk on uh school days or one of the most and i mean i'm saying this with every five of my being he was one of the most merciless sinister and scariest bad guys in breaking bad I mean, like, dude, you're like, you're, you're playing, you're playing as a general manager of a fast food joint, but you're like the most ruthless drug dealer in that, in that city, in that region. And I, dude, that's insane. Uh, he's playing, he's going to be returning as Moff Gideon and they're going to, there's definitely going to be some more, uh, story development within him as well. Uh, also we can't forget the one and only MMA legend, Gina Carano, is coming back as Cara Dune. I did not expect her to have such a role in this series as she did last year. And it looks like she's going to be coming back this season. But I hope this time that they develop her character more. And we get to see a backstory about some things. Because I really, really, really like her character. Uh, Gina Carano's always been awesome, no matter what she did. And people forget, like, before Ronda Rousey, like, she truly truly i mean is the pioneer for women's mma uh she was the one that she was the really made the main attraction for strike force and um what is it? pride fc not pride fc um i forgot what was the other thing before it became strike force uh or strike force acquired that other company but uh she was she was absolutely a pioneer in mma before uh ronda rousey ever been she really put eyes in in it but it was ronda rousey who really started making moves and really making an impact to the point that Dana White just said, you know, said we're going to start a division totally based on what she was doing. So, and G once Gina lost to Cyborg Santos, uh, she never looked back. She like, I can't, I can't mess with Cyborg, and I, don't, I, I, I don't blame her. <laughs> Cyborg was a beast. Um, probably it still is, but Gina uh, went on to do movies and such so she found her you know her her outside deal with that and she's still doing it because now she's a part of the mandalorian she's doing really great she was on deadpool before that uh you know and it's it's just awesome well deserved because she is she's made waves for women's mma i mean if if ronda i always use this analogy if ronda's 
uh, is considered like uh, the Run DMC of women's MMA. Gina Carano's the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> That's pretty much the best way to describe it. If you're a hip hop uh, fan and a hip hop historian, you you get the reference of that. You know, if you're true hip hop like that, you get the reference of those two. Uh, so it's great to have her back. I hope to see her definitely in there as well. So, um, whatever else we're gonna talk about here. Now we don't got to talk about that. We already talked about that. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here, but let's talk about PlayStation. Let's talk about this situation. This, some people are going to call it a clickbait situation, but technically it's really not a clickbait situation in a sense that it actually did happen, but it may be taken out of context or maybe, you know, exaggerated to a, a degree and people may be taking it the wrong way because they don't look at they don't exactly read the headlines of uh they only read the headlines of articles i should say and not the actual article so game rant reported that this image has been going around has been making rounds online most likely probably twitter and showing the, a playstation 5 console overheating while on display at a best buy retail store now a twitter uh, a twitter user basically posted an image of the uh, ps5 display in a protected glass case because if you know if you go to any best buy you go to any retail store a lot of times uh you know like target or whatever sometimes they have those displayed out there uh to, for people to see so they're protected in a box in a box and a lot of times those boxes don't have air ventilations which they absolutely shouldn't as these as the game consoles become more powerful they're going to have a the processor is going to be bigger and that means it's going to generate a lot more heat they're going to need more fans and air quality so they need to pop holes or you know create some vents out there for these things so they can get some air in there but this one apparently didn't and it was this kiosk that didn't have it and apparently it overheated it makes sense it's like any computer that you have like if you put a powerful computer in a kiosk that is with no air ventilation with no air circulation anywhere yes it's it's gonna blow because these things run very heavy and if you look inside of a computer if you look inside of a pc pcs always have uh you know it you know at the temperature of telling you if you go in if you go in and hit like f11 on your on your pc or whatever like that you always see the insides and as you always show the of your processors and, and and motherboards and whatnot and they always show the temperature of the processor and, and fan speed and everything and i got i think on mine's alone it has like maybe six fans in there and, and some of them are really big fans because it generates over like 100 degrees in there and you got to cool it down to a point so if you're in a situation if you're not allowed if you don't have ventilation and circulation allowing it to actually cool down yeah it's going to build up all of that there's no air circulation it's going to build up and heat up of course it's going to do that it makes sense but this is in plexiglass it, or it, they're saying glass or plexiglass or plastic of some sort uh it, and apparently it burned out so it makes a lot of sense but here's the thing this is the reason why you need to read articles before assuming because the idea of this article is to <laughs> it was to and this is where the, the argument of clickbait comes in because 
you know they, they wanted people to be alert about this article but the person maybe the person and who wrote, wrote the article may understood the situation or may not know or may not care they just wanted to report it just to say that it happened um which it did so i mean there's the part that was to me clickbait is anything that we got this covered.com puts in anything that they put in when, when you have articles that doesn't have confirmed source material that it didn't happen and you can't prove that it happened i, mean, I hate to use the term but yes fake news um it, it it really it really 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 has to have some source of merit and we got this covered.com is never is absolutely like i don't i i think by now everybody understands that, that website is bogus i really don't understand it, it's almost like you might as well you know it's almost like it's it's written by QAnon, you know uh you know supporters <laughs> so that that's how fake that that news is it's so crazy fake um but in this case this was real it actually happened but it's the other thing is just like you got to look at it from another situation yes it happened and that because it's going to happen to anything that's going to happen to an xbox if it's been put in as well so and not only that it's only been that store they only report it in that particular store that it happened it's just they just need better ventilation for it that's why you can't do the same thing that you did with the use the same method that you use with the playstation 4 or whatnot because it's not the playstation 4 as powerful as that is this one is a step up more because of what they're doing with it so yeah you got to find better ways to do it that's pretty much it but i don't think that people should be worried about the playstation 5 overheating we haven't heard this report in other best buy branches we haven't heard this on targets or everywhere anywhere else that they're displaying this case so i mean it what it does do is alert people that works and that work in these retail spots to probably make it better so and safer so these units cannot burn out like they like they're doing uh because yes you don't want people to steal the console but you also want to make sure that 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 you're preserving it properly so just take that into consideration and once again people read the articles and this is something i hope that changes in this new generation of you know this next four years that we're going to go through i hope one of the things that we change and bring back is patience and attention to detail meaning read articles stop having you know we need to kill out the short attention society you know we need to be able to focus we need to be able to pay attention to things we need to do our research and do our homework and take time you know you want to be intelligent you want to be considered intelligent well guess what you got to put in the work to become intelligent it's not something that instantly happens i had to work my ass off to earn my degree and, and you know graduate cum laude <laughs> you know it, it it's not a, it's not something that instantly happens not everybody are, are like mensa member genius mensa level genius has to say you got to work at it so let's just pay attention to more here uh other news this okay i'm just gonna put it just like this green lantern writer grant morrison comes out as non-binary and i'm gonna treat it like the way it should be treated not really big news he lives the way he wants to here's the thing it didn't affect his work prior to us knowing that and it shouldn't affect his work now 
as long as Grant Morrison is happy and he's doing what he loves and what he what he loves is great quality work that he puts in the comic books and we enjoy his work. That's all that matters. That's not really news to me. That's that's an appreciation for him being him. I'm not going to make any more news about it. Keep on moving, Grant Morrison. That's all I got to say about that. Um, and keep making those hits. That's all that matters. Uh, last bit of news I want to bring up is, of course, God of High School. I got a chance to check this thing out, and I'm so glad. Thank you. HBO Max is really, really pushing, and especially, I'm. It's it's going to be hard because um, Netflix is now upping their prices, or they mentioned they announced that they're going to be upping their prices again. And I don't know if I have the 4K version of that. I'm not. I, I think I do. And if that's the case, I got to reevaluate that because I do have 4K TV, but I don't know if I'm really needing it for that um, or needing it all. But I mean, just depends on what they're going to provide in the next year or so. And what, you know, HBO Max is providing, which is almost virtually the same thing that they're providing. But they, you know, they got the DC lineup, you know, uh, Titans in Young Justice young justice just now arrived on hbo max uh others will arrive shortly that was in uh, dc universe so the library is coming uh man of steel's on there a whole bunch of other dc movies in it the, the dc lineup is slowly but surely coming migrating just like jim lee said it was going to do um so i'm you know it's going to be interesting to see what netflix is going to do down the line because hbo max is their biggest competition not Hulu, not anybody else. It's going to be their competition. Um, we also got Sony, who's going to be acquiring, who's looking to be acquiring uh, Crunchyroll, and we'll see how that plays into the HBO Max situation as well, because you know HBO Max is partnering with Crunchyroll, so we'll see if that they're going to keep that library. How that's going to happen? Is it going to be growth? You know, and also because Sony also has acquired Funimation. Is there going to be a sort of a um, a merge between Crunchyroll and Funimation with their anime library? Because here's the thing. Their library, like the, the, the reason why there's such separation between the two Crunchyroll and Funimation is, you know, Crunchyroll was always for those who like preferred to have the uh, the sub only anime and Funimation provides both sub and dub in a great library they both have a distinct lives they have some similar you know titles that they share but they also have distinct different library uh you know libraries as well that they have i'm a funimation guy because i love the dub stuff as well as the uh, the subtitle stuff and also crunchyroll has a uh, manga library as well if they merge that together that's going to be great in terms of uh opportunities for actors because now you have all of these sub uh, you know these sub uh, deals that can be dubbed in english and that's more adr script writing for those you know out there for the marianne uh, mary elizabeth uh, mcglynn uh out there the uh amanda c miller's out there you know there's more opportunity for the cal abers to do more voice work and stuff like that and that's awesome that's awesome that's really really putting more work for them if they decide to do that and then they decide to also do put in more you know voice work for those who love those characters and love those voices out there yuri lowenthal's and, and, and tara platts and you know stuff like that so 
that would be absolutely awesome. I'm, I'm looking, I'm very interested in looking to be spending a billion dollars in that company. But while I do so, they're sharing their, a lot of their content, their, you know, content with, uh, HBO max. Some of it is actually in dub. One of which is got a high school. Got a high school was originally a webtoons uh, animation, which now became a manga. Um, it's based on a Korean manhwa, which is their term for comics, and is created by created and illustrated by uh, Younggi Park. And I'm hope I'm pronouncing that correctly as well. So basically, the storyline with God of uh, God of High School. I, I keep wanting to say God of War so much. Basically, if I can read this off uh jen mori which uh which is the main character the main protagonist proclaimed himself as the strongest in high uh the, the strongest high schooler his life changes when he's invited in to participate in the god of high school tournament i love tournament storylines um to determine the strongest high schooler of all he's told if he wins he gets any wish that make uh any wish that he makes will be granted all of the participate, all the participants are powerful contenders uh, who fight their hardest for their own wishes. What this is basically, I mean, in all essence, this is basically the the narrative for a fighting game. This is a absolute fighting game narrative. So what awaits them at the end of the tournament? A chaotic battle between unbelievably strong high school students uh, is about to begin. So now they say this as a storyline but there's a subplot as well there's other things that are going on that is involving maury jen as well and a bit of a historical secret i in, in, in i think in reference to his family lineage that is that ends up coming out and i believe it's already out in the manga if you read the manga or, or the manhwa i should say um and if you don't know between the difference of i had to research this myself uh if you don't know the difference between what is a manga a comic book and a manhwa manga and manhwas kind of are similar in terms of art style and how they do well not exactly because manhwa art style does kind of play on some realistic facial features and, and uh, real world elements to their design whereas manga and anime is a little bit more exaggerated and in, in the sense of you know you think like um one piece to be for example uh they range from you know exaggerated to accurate in a sense uh but manwa is more in terms accurate in certain features and significance within the facial features and whatnot and what they do and it definitely shows on god uh, high school and the other thing that makes a difference between manga and manwa is basically that how you read it you know because if you, you guys you know read manga is from left to right and manwa is the way we read, read our comic books and art in here in the u.s is from right to left so that's the difference there but everything and i believe uh, there's a maybe a lot more i don't know if they cater to the southeastern uh asia southeast asia market or whatever but i believe there are some english uh chapters or issues out there so you know i gotta look more into that but especially for this particular title because this is <laughs> i love everything about god of high school i love this thing i love what they do they make they make logic to everything that happens in a fighting game pretty much including how you read the actual uh health gauges and in the in the power gauges they actually wear they wear uh accessories that monitor their health so basically what you're seeing when they do that you're seeing 
the health gauge that you would normally see the you know the the um, the hub that you would normally see in a fighting game you know attached to their wrist or whatever like that so you see their health gauge going down they're going up or their power level or their energy level or whatever like that so you get to see that as they're pulling off like martial arts moves but also special moves as well i love how they made logic to all of that because those are the things that are supposed to be that technically is supposed to be like fourth wall and when you play in a video game but they managed to make sense of it in the actual anime so i thought that was pretty cool so the characters here you got i mentioned maury jen who's the main character main protagonist if you will 17 year old martial artist from seoul south korea he has mastered the art of what is called renewal taekwondo which is a new form of taekwondo and a a fictitious form of taekwondo not something that we see in real life that's it's like saying um the anything goes the anything goes school of martial arts on ramna one half <laughs> which i always thought that was a funny funny way of calling a martial arts the anything goes school of martial arts you know which which is funny because they um it actually is valet tudo which is a which kind of that's what uh valet tudo is anything goes martial arts but in terms of ramna one half literally anything goes like even frying pans or whatever comes to your face um but I've, i always thought that that was funny but you know here they have what is called the renewal taekwondo which if you watch the actual anime or read the book or play the mobile game which we'll talk about um they he does some really cool stuff he has some he creates wind currents he has a bit of a spiritual energy with him as well that he's been able to develop mori is basically your typical goku-esque type of character uh, that hungers for great fights i mean you couldn't you can't be more goku than that yet there is something within him that has yet to be unlocked and you kind of see that as time goes on and uh from what i research more on the series that he does evolve in time and because something something a little bit more familiar to uh you know folklore if you will that that you'll get into so um you'll see that in this first season a little bit but there's a lot of things that are going on there like i said the subplots b stories that goes on while this storyline of the tournament goes on as well that's gonna sort of you know intertwine with each other as you, as you go along so it's really cool the animation and everything is just so awesome in here too um just a lot to go in um the geo uh, the gato uh, high school tournament will definitely put them to the test here and it has um really has i love what they're doing with this um let me see if i can get his name right Daiwi han is also a he's he's this this character's in the gray I, i'm not gonna say he's a protagonist but he's in the gray because he has a really interesting storyline here something i've never seen in any format um maybe in fighting games but not in anime in a sense he's a 17 year old martial artist who works hard to pay off medical bills uh for his terminally ill best friend with cancer and that right there um when they showed that and before i even read the um the actual you know these the story bios of these uh characters and watch the anime itself you just knew what it was what was going on and everything in there and it, it was really touching it really kind of grabbed you and it, with that little subplot of his uh backstory uh his best friend uh, maury his he uh, not his best friend he ends up befriending maury jen and uh mira yo while in the tournament and during the tournament things happened where he actually 
you know, the, he like I said, he's in the gray. So there are times where he's going to be their opponents more than their friends at times due to circumstances, uh, which I will not spoil in here. But I mentioned a lot of the his backstory. So, you know, put two and two together on some of the things that happened there. So it's really interesting. Um, Mira, yo. A 70-year-old practitioner of the Moonlight Sword style, she fights in the tournament to fulfill her wish of finding a suitable husband to help carry the school's bloodline. And there's some developments in the series as well with her. Uh, some great encounters, but those three together are pretty much the main focus of the story. And then everybody else is, you know, all their adversaries in there, which are some really cool adversaries in there. Each one, each person that they fight has a better, more cooler ability and skill in here that comes out and it becomes such an epic fight in this whole entire thing too. So it's really cool. The fight scenes I love because it reminded me of why I love anime in the first place, when, especially fighting anime, martial arts anime, because they do things that i have not seen ever in the united states to this day still um that they don't do and that is pay attention to detail of what's going on like when you when i watch dragon ball and i watch other type of anime based on martial arts or stuff like that i guess you call them soji anime there's always this uh, i'll give a great example um dragon ball z is one hajime no ipo which is a boxing anime uh victoria's joe um you know is also where they pay attention to detail of the anatomy and i love when that happens like there's certain times when i remember watching i, I actually learned a little bit more of boxing based on hajime no ipo um because ipo like when he boxes he they teach you about certain fundamentals of boxing and in particular like what happens when you uppercut somebody or hit somebody in the chin it takes it but makes you buckle down and that's actually a really true thing so you do tend to get educated in certain things within you know uh watching anime that is art martial arts based um another example on god of high school they were you know they were talking about like if you hit a character if you hit an opponent in the air you mess up his equilibrium which is absolutely true <laughs> so i like the fact that there's a lot of real world and factual focus in the fantasy like world of anime and they did a good job here and this is kind of the essence of what you see in martial arts anime so I love when they pay attention close to detail in terms of technique and fighting sequences and stuff. And the fighting sequences are really well done. Uh, they look like legit fight sequences that you would see in real life. You know, well, I, I would say real life martial art, live action martial arts, you know, sequences or whatever. Um, you know, you got blocking and you got, you know, great off offense and defense techniques going on here. And the animation and the frame rate is just flowing and fluid. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, and they, every fight gets better and better <laughs> in this as well. So uh, a lot of epic moments in this game. Character design also. Oh, and I'm sorry, this, the, the, the anime, I should say. Character design. Each character who enters the tournament has a red nose and puffy red ears. And I was trying to figure out. I had a, I had a hunch about why they had this, but I wasn't sure. I didn't know if it was a 
cultural thing or was this based upon the fact that when you fight when you're fighting in 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 uh, martial arts based competitions especially mixed martial arts or amateur wrestling that you do develop these type of situations um red nose is a little bit is usually one of them but even more the cauliflower air because you're grappling all the time and you're always getting into situations so it is in fact that because when you watch if it's if it's only the fighters if you watch just the fighters in the show they all have it they all have the red nose they all have the cauliflower ears it's like a little bit red and puffy even though female characters too um slightly red and puffy cauliflower ears is some of the nastiest looking things ever man because like if you ever watch mma and you have a fighter who's usually like a um a division 10 ncaa amateur wrestler or whatnot who doesn't use the headgear and they grapple a lot you develop these cauliflower ears because of all the grappling that you're doing it it, it develops fluid in the air which makes them bigger and disfigured and whatnot so it's actually a badge of honor to those in the ranks of amateur wrestling or even wrestling pro wrestling as well and you know for those who actually it it, it it tells that you know the person really works hard and they're grinding and you know a lot of champions a lot of champions in that division usually have it brock lesnar is not one of them brock lesnar is so big he did not ever have cauliflower ears because he always dominated whoever the hell he had when he was in ncaa division 10 champion so um yeah i like this those it's that attention to detail right there but i saw other characters in the uh in the story who weren't martial artists and they didn't have that same that same signature feature of the red nose and the ears so that led me to believe that yeah that was a fighter's thing like you, your nose get bruised from time to time your ears get bruised i thought that was really telling because it's like something that you don't see now i watched a lot of fighting martial arts anime like fatal fury or street fighter or whatever like they don't do stuff like that in there this did and i i thought it was awesome it really played into the understanding of martial arts and what goes on during these real world competitions and stuff and they implemented that in there as well so um then they also have a mobile game for this this is spawned um this started as a manga came out as a webtoons uh series and now it's an actual series on crunchyroll and now on hbo max but they also do have a mobile games not the best game in the world i hopefully hopefully that this game becomes popular enough that they get it they create an actual game that could be available for the nintendo switch playstation um you know and, and xbox or whatnot because i think how do you not make a fighting game out of this like the game that they have right now which i have on my iphone is just a really i, I don't want to say crappy but it's a cheap uh mobile game you know per se it's a it's an action-based mobile game a 2d side scrolling mobile game but uh, you know that's it this has the means to make it to be a really cool fighting game i hope that they work on doing this i hope that they also get a second season of this as well uh, i haven't seen all the seasons there's only 13 seasons i think they're up at 11 right now but there's two more episodes left they do unlock a new episode every week on hbo max if you have crunchyroll all of those episodes may be available now in english and uh in japanese dub as well and again that is saying a lot because for years crunchyroll has never never uh necessarily had a library of dub anime and that's really telling because you got you know you got the the uh what i call the anime uppity 
community that really prefers the Jap the Japanese original dub, which is I find funny as hell because if you remember when I had um, Tokyo Rose on here as my guest, we talked about you know the fact that people in America like to believe that they that they are uh, you know bigger on the elite side in terms of understanding what quality is in in voice acting. And I've always had to stare as like, what if people in Japan didn't actually think that some of the voice acting was any good? But here we are thinking that it is, which is totally pretentious in a, in a nutshell. And I was so happy to have her on the show because she explained that, yeah, not all of it is good. Not all of it is considered good. That some of it that she does, that she do prefer some of the voice acting in America than that of uh, J- uh, Japan because she understands both uh, both versions and she enjoys both versions you know for what they are to the most part so I, I, it always kills me when I you know talk to people on especially on social media about that because it's like they think that they know what they're talking about but they never you never factor the fact that those voices could absolutely be considered awful in Japan absolutely awful so but the fact that crunchyroll is now actually acquiring you know dub versions of it that's very telling because the idea was that is like not that you know there's a, only a, a faction of dub you know fans out there it's a big faction of dub fans out there and the fact that crunchyroll is now getting dub for their stuff that's really saying a lot and especially like because they also work with adult swim as well so i mean that that speaks a little bit of volumes as in terms of we're seeing a change we're seeing a change and again we'll see what what sony's going to do in this case it'll be very interesting to see what they do uh, uh the future is going to be very interesting indeed on so many levels so if you haven't checked out god of high school and you have hbo max i highly recommend this this i i don't want to give it a grade because i haven't finished it yet and they and all the episodes haven't come out yet but go out of your way to check it out i've watched all 11 episodes so far and i'm still watching them as they release and if you're a fan of you know martial arts action and anime like i am this movie doesn't i mean i'm sorry just uh the series does not disappoint at all so go out of your way and check it out folks that will do it for this portion of what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and on our talk topic we're going to have the vulture debate we're going to discuss whether his adrian tombs means was justifiable and we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live hey there this is kyle a bear the voice of gohan from dragon ball super and you are listening to acmg presents talk time live excuse me gohan this is more of a narrator type thing uh, okay. Just do it more like a 
next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Do it. And now it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Fight! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is not a review, but a discussion this week that we're having, which I am coining and calling the vulture debate. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that in terms of uh, whether he was justified in what he did in that movie and why he did it. Uh, And this was based upon, like I said, a discussion that I started in the Facebook group, but also when I was watching the time the timeline list of marvel cinematic universe movies uh the infinity saga if you will and you know by the time i got to uh, spider-man homecoming i ended up stopping it and to talk about this with the group and it was it was really interesting we had a really interesting discussion about that i want to further that on this on this uh show but before i do that it's one thing that i forgot to mention at the beginning of the show in reference to the recent election and the results uh something i forgot to mention which is really important that we mention here if you're listening to this just listen to this um especially if you voted we lost a great one of many great people but in particular one man that shocked us unbeknownst to us we end up losing him chadwick bozeman we lost him this year one of the biggest losses of 2020 and if you recall his last tweet that he ever wrote before he died was a tweet asking us to vote and showed a picture of him in now uh now elect vice president elect kamala harris and asking us to vote and i am here now sitting here on his mic and i'm happy to say that we didn't let our king down He wanted us to vote and he actually wanted us to vote for Harris and Biden and we did and they won. So if you if if you want to add on to the happiness that you have for your vote and especially if you did vote for Biden and Harris and you're fans of Marvel also know that you did not let your king down. His last almost technically his last wish to us. I don't know what he wished for his family. I'm sure he wished a lot more for his family, but for us, for his fans, he wanted us to vote. We voted in stride and we did not let him down. Wakanda forever. And on that note, we're moving on to the vulture debate. So, like I said, we got into a discussion here. I watched uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And, you know, at the very beginning, if you guys recall, I'm pretty sure you, a lot of you have watched it multiple times like myself. So, you know, it by heart, you watched the beginning and you saw that, you know, Adrian Toomes, who at first was just a normal guy, you know, running a construction company, you know, group that was taking down. And this was also based on after the events of the Battle of New York with, um, with Thanos's Legion. And he had, you know, had to do the cleanup and they were hired to do the cleanup. It was a big job for them. These are contractors, uh, if you will, the independent contractors, I guess you could call them. Now they're contractors. I don't know if they were union based or whatever. I don't know. They didn't really 
specify what that was and maybe that could have been a factor of something but they hired they, they, these guys got hired to clean up all this mess when all of a sudden stark's crew which it looks like you know, I, I don't know what they were but they seem to be the uh damage control if you will uh came in and stopped them cold turkey from doing anything here's the part that really pissed me off is that like you know adrian explained to them if you guys recall that he spent he spent a lot of money to invest that he invested on getting these machines and getting all this stuff to get this job done and you know hired all these guys who need the money to help support their family that's usually the case with these contracting jobs when they you know they rely on these contracts to be able to you know fulfill these duties that they are has to build the the build or break down whatever they need to do and i don't know whether it's here's a part two like i don't know what his contract entailed but I, it's like it wasn't his fault they stopped him from doing it i think the man should have got the, the, the whole man and the whole crew still should have got paid or compensated for something now the argument i had in in, in in regards to tony stark because i i had to i was i wasn't aware of this but i uh, at first until somebody pointed it out um tony is rich as hell we all know this tony net worth in the marvel cinematic universe is enough to be able to spend money building billion or millions or billion dollar uh, mech suits. So this guy who we are supposed to be a superhero, we consider him a superhero, a protagonist, a protector, a humanitarian, stops a, an entire, you know, construction crew from doing their job. And not only that, not being able to make any money. This job was a big investment to, you know, Tombs and his gang. And then all of a sudden, they're out of a job. They can't make any more money. They they don't know what they're gonna do anymore. I'm saying, why couldn't Anthony Stark compensate them? Because the idea was like they, this was alien tech from the Shintari or whatever the hell I forgot the name of the aliens that they were fighting, but they there were tech and everything from that. If you guys remember the hot um the one shot Area 51 uh that they did you know where people actually stole weapons from that situation there was a lot of stories within the marvel cinematic universe they did but that was one of them but they wanted to do the cleanup job there and they wasn't aware that this was alien tech that they were doing they just needed to clean it up they had no intention of stealing or taking any of that stuff they just wanted to do a job this conversation is a lot like this is gonna this conversation is gonna be a lot like if you guys watch um clerks and in the, in the in original clerks they had the storyline where it was they were talking about the contracting job of the death star this is kind of in that same type of realm, uh, realm here so i don't understand why tony couldn't compensate them for a job that they were supposed to be doing now people pointed out why did he have to do that he shouldn't have to now i'm like no he shouldn't have to you're right you're absolutely right he should not have to do it he should not have to pay them but tony is not just a capitalist he's not just a businessman he's not just a capitalist he's also a superhero superheroes have morals and ethics the moral and ethics of understanding that when you take people out of a job that there may be so many ways that he could have turned this around that wouldn't have led adrian tombs to becoming the vulture if he would have paid those guys to become the vulture i mean if, i'm sorry if he would have paid those guys 
beforehand and compensated them for the job that they were going to do he would have never became the vulture they would have never been confiscating these alien tech and they wouldn't have been selling them selling weapons around the city of new york <laughs> in the process of this so there's so many ways that this could have been avoided but instead adrian decided like screw it we're getting screwed by the by the man the the higher social stratification and how they treat the lower stratification so i mean part of the movie part of the premise of the movie and the narrative of the movie stems from the understanding of how you know social stratification works and how it is uh, how these social stratifications treat each other and in this case it was like do you agree with what adrian toom said because yes we if you're in a certain level of social stratification which is a certain class of uh of citizens with a certain income and a certain amount and you're getting badly treated by elitists of a certain higher social stratification it does make you feel like you're not wanted you're not valued you're not you're not treated correctly. you're just a you're ants to boots if you will and you kind of you know coming from our perspective you know do you blame him now granted what he did what i what is absolutely wrong what he did is that he turned them into weapons and sold and sold weapons in, in, a, in a black market in a sense and underground and these dangerous 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 weapons as we saw that spider-man had to face wind up becoming more of a danger like so much so that uh what was it donald glover's i mean um not donald glover um <laughs> no it is donald glover I, I get him mixed up with our one of our acmg members who also bears the name glover and also his name dennis but <laughs> shout out to him but um donald glover who plays the prowler in the in the, in, the, um, in the movie he he really is like dude don't try to over uh you know oversell me with these damn things i'm just i just want a regular you know gonna do my job I don't want to shoot up and kill a whole neighborhood. I got a nephew in this town, uh, which is, in fact, Miles that he mentioned. But, you know, none of this, it really is a, is a factor of cause and effect. And I found that, like, you know, a part of what he was doing was just he reason why he was doing what he was doing. It wasn't just to be it wasn't for evil means at all. It was to try to protect like Adrian Toomes in this show, in this movie was Walter White. He was absolutely Walter White. And this, if you watch Breaking Bad, this is exactly what happened with Walter White. He was a man, a teacher who was not well-respected and didn't, you know, he just got the bad rap through the whole entire thing. And then on top of that, he found out that he got cancer. And by this point, because of his cancer, he just said, screw it. And just started, you know, doing, he started selling meth. His, his chemistry background allowed him to create the blue meth um the the, uh, the gray matter or, or the, whatever that they called it on that show um but they allowed him to it, it, it made him decide to just say like the world doesn't care about me so i'm not going to care about it and i'm going to do whatever i have to to survive for my family and whatnot that's exactly what adrian tombs did i'm not justifying what they did to do it i am absolutely just kind of and slightly justifying why they did it because you, they, they teach it's one thing that this country and this world teaches you and life teaches you to be moral and ethical but when you live in a world that's not moral and ethical what are you going to do because they're not you know how do you how do you try to even the odds and, and unfortunately people feel like they gotta even the odds in this sense and it's it's a shame it is really a shame and there's also a part in the middle of 
the movie where you know adrian sits you know with with peter uh as peter you know tracks him down after he comes from the um the prom and leaves his daughter and he then explains at that very moment how the big you know the the man the people on top are always going to screw the people in the bottom and and it's unfortunately true we learn this all the time and this is what we're kind of fighting for right now in our country where we could get somewhat of you know equal opportunity and it's funny that he's that they have adrian tombs doing a storyline because if you put that storyline into the hands of anybody in the black community that's a common story all the time that's a story that winds up especially more back in the day than anything of why there were so many drug dealers and and all this and you know all that stuff that was going on in neighborhoods and everything because people felt that they weren't getting a fair chance and they had to do it in some way and you hear these stories all the time if you hear like stories on like wu-tang and hip-hop and all that stuff you know when when hip-hop was actually about storytelling about what was going on and not the crap that we're hearing today for the most part for the majority of the part um it was about the struggle it was about you know what society has done to the community and how they're trying to fight out of the community and what they have to do in order to do it this is exactly the same narrative as that you know and it's not a matter it's, it's a shame that it had to go there and it's a shame but it's this is the systemic part of everything that has happened and our community to this day and it's funny because i watched this and it was november 4th when i watched it which was the day after the election and i'm like and i literally like the more times i watched spider-man homecoming the more i sadly can't deny adrian toombs said about the higher uh the higher social uh stratification trees delora social stratification and that scene with spider-man he's absolutely right people agreed um let me talk about some of the things that the acmg members said in here uh basically you know justin he was a fantastic villain yes he was you know michael keaton does no wrong <laughs> no matter what we we've known it. he was nuanced and you're right everything he said rings true especially now like it, it's so relevant to this movie came out like 2018 and it's very much true it, it it's so true um that it still happens uh what else so, uh richard dean says facts uh <laughs> brian acts brian smith says uh what he said was true from a point of view from a certain point of view but he therefore an anti-hero or something yeah it, that's the thing it's like yeah it kind of is like he really kind of is because here's the thing he's not doing it for his own self means he's not the cliche character and this is where uh justin said he was nuanced and he was nuanced in a sense that he wasn't doing it for self for he wasn't doing it for self he wasn't doing it for self-preservation or anything he was literally doing it to help his family and to help his workers family he was all about doing it granted you had to you had the original the first shocker not the second one played by bokeem uh woodbine which is also one of my favorite characters as well um you know who that dude who was just only he was caring about himself like that dude was a true villain adrian tombs was really kind of it's hard to say altruistic about it but you know he the first thing that came to his mind was looking out for his crew was making things happen was getting the job done he's your typical blue collar guy that got the bad rap and felt like 
the, he was backed against a corner and he had to survive or else they were gonna he was gonna fail as a family member he was gonna fail as a as a husband he was gonna fail as a man in in this world he had to do what he had to do and he felt like there was no other option and put yourself in that shoes what would you do if you were in the same situation if there was no other options i i failed to believe that people would there would be not many who would do the same thing you know uh it's just crazy it is just crazy that it happened so yeah in a sense he like i said he's he's the walter white he is um and he also you know brian also says would that make spider-man a champion of the establishment of or status quo no i i I would disagree because you know you have spider-man here who is a spider-man in this movie is a young kid who's learning about how life works and that 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 very scene with him and adrian tombs was that teaching moment what peter understands is the purity of right and wrong and he's going to see that but he there's that that gray area that you got to see you know put yourself in his shoes because peter is not a husband he's a kid peter is not a a business owner he's a kid he is not a father you know he's a kid who has yet to experience all the things that adrian tomb has done so peter only sees right and wrong in a sense so i wouldn't necessarily call him a hero to the establishment per se because you know it it, you know it it, is he because of his experience level if he was a little bit more experienced and understanding of of how life is now he was still learning life right now so yeah in a sense he's a puppet because he's working with stark who stark doesn't understand the situation you know but this leads you know if you guys remember if you read the original civil war comic this was the situation with peter in that comic but in peter in the comic is 616 peter and he's the older adult peter who understands what's going on and when he figured out that you know tony stark's you know political and philosophical you know means were to his he that's when he decided to turn to change sides and that's when that big fight happened and he lost the iron spider costume and whatnot that tony built for him and it got into a big situation like spider-man's role in civil war was big because he's the guy that everybody looks to uh he's the center point of everybody looks to so if he's siding with tony stark that's a major deal that political politically that's a big deal but him changing over to you know seeing a a different perspective and changing over to you know um cap side that was a big deal that was a major deal in the comic book because he figured out like this and, and peter in the comics is a more established mindset so yes if it was based on peter a 616 peter in the movie i would say yes he would be a champion of establishment and status quo but he in this case you can't really do that he's like he literally is a fresh face he he's he's i don't want to say manipulated he's uh, just he's advocating for something that he didn't do too much research in so i wouldn't put it necessarily put it in that sense um it, it, it's really it's really interesting but i you know it's a that was a great mention from brian as well um others let me see do we have anybody else in here because we did have a lot of discussions in reference to uh you know them being you know them being independent contractors and stuff like that and somebody pointed out that you got to remember that the tony stark 
based upon homecoming was an early version of tony stark and saying like the, tony stark and first phase was still the arrogant capitalist kind of still developing his own self he's by the time he got to by the time he got to iron man 3 but also by the time he got to um end game he was a much much better in fact now i would i wouldn't go as far as end game i would go as far as civil war by the time he got to civil war he was a changed dude he donated a ton of cash to mit he wanted to see the future go so like i think if i think if if we had that tony stark that was more established and had a better perspective and during civil war i think that point that tony would have changed the whole way if he how he handled the situation but you know somebody did mention that like you know it is that tone that tony stark is a little bit different uh in this in his role who was the one that pointed that out <laughs> excuse me uh i think john pace pointed out so i'm gonna give him the credit for this um he really did if you put it on that sense yeah that that makes a lot of sense because that whole entire situation would have been different but yeah man it, it's like it's really weird because how relevant that movie is now <laughs> and it's it, just a credit to how great the marvel cinematic universe is so you know if you're listening to this and you're an acmg group give me your thoughts on that you know or in, on instagram as well give me your thoughts on that uh at Dak xavier josiah let me know what you think but uh i thought i just just very interesting how relevant that movie and, and the premise of that movie is to this time but you know always ask yourself like what would you do in if you were in that same position would you would you find another way or would you have would you feel backed in a corner and would you do something in the same sense as what they did and it's hard because you don't the intentions is not to be a bad guy but you know when you're selling alien arms <laughs> and alien artillery weapons to the to a bunch of people who are not trained to do it and, and using it for who will who do have use for it for their wrong for their worst intentions then yeah adrian tombs was the was the was the breaking bad of this whole entire movie and then it, but with the sole purpose of him having good intentions for himself and his crew and his family you know it's sometimes things are just in the gray like that you know it, what can you say but as of right now like i said things have changed thing or things are going to change uh i hope that we continue to change but let me tell you this we can't all rely on one or two people to do it we all got to do it together you know everybody relied on adrian tombs to, to to do it and he had to go about his own way but as we are entering a new era we got to remember and i think the biggest lesson here the biggest lesson I think that we should take from the last four years is that we need to all fight back together. We all need to work together to make that change. We all need to not only do rely on our president and our vice president to help make that change happen, to bring equality, to bring, um, you know, peace to for all, but we all need to work together to help them help us that's the thing we all got to put in the effort and somehow we all got to do it together as a as a neighborhood as a community as a unity so so we won't have to end up in situations like this 
<laughs> we're selling underground you know market material you know as such so just you know let's let's ponder on that and uh you know to those who didn't vote for the president-elect look let's just just like we were four years ago let's just see what happens from here and the idea is for all of us to be able to to work together this is the united states of america this is not the divided states of america we need to work together and make it better for all of us we want to be back out we want to be enjoying life we want to be maskless when we do or at least choose to be maskless when we do we just have to be better we just have to be better uh, when doing this and and the more we work together the better so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope you enjoy it i'm glad that everything has worked out to the benefit of all it is crazy that not only did we celebrate here in the united states all over the united states it was being celebrated around the world if you go look i, I don't know if you watched snl yesterday if you watch snl with dave Chappelle, which was awesome um you know during these news segment they showed that paris and london was celebrating the win of Biden and Harris as well. That's crazy. Fire! I'm talking fireworks and bell tolls. Uh, prime ministers all over the world were e- extremely happy and excited and tweeted around the world. We're looking forward to working with these two. That did not happen four years ago. <laughs> that did not happen in the course of the four years that it happened. That speaks volumes. Like the whole, not only United States. The majority of the United States feel relieved. The majority of the world feels relieved because they know that there's a chance that they can work on things becoming better, that they can work together to make, uh, you know, things better for everybody, make us a healthier nation, both, you know, scientifically and philosophically. So we will see. Folks, continue to check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and Amazon Music as well. You can also check us out on TalkTimeLive.com where all of our episodes are available. Or you can also, as well as you can check out the exclusive page on the website to find all of the exclusive interviews with some of the best and brightest in all things anime, comics, movies, and games. So definitely check us out there. Uh... Next week, we'll play it by air as to what's going to happen and what I'm going to review. But of course, this week, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X is going to arrive along with Spider-Man Miles Morales, which will be available on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Looking so forward to that. Next week, uh, of course, I'm going to be playing that game, but I will not be reviewing that game to the week after. This week, No More Heroes, which came out already uh for the nintendo switch i got a chance to play it and we gotta i'm gonna have a lot of fun talking about that game because it's my it's my one of my better late than never reviews it's the first time i've ever played that game and um yeah i i'm on a bandwagon now so we're gonna talk about that and much much more coming out uh hopefully you know i would also hope that i can get somebody because if i'm not gonna get a playstation 5 maybe i could get one of my um hopefully try to see if i could you know convince one of my acmg members to uh come on the show to talk about their experience with it so far and see how they like it or even xbox if anybody got xbox see uh, or anybody who has both 
I'll try to fish out and see if I can get somebody on here to talk about that as well. So we'll see. But, um, you know, that's coming out next week. Well, I've already got some reviews of it, but I won't, won't talk about it until next week uh, in, in terms of what they thought of um, both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Uh, so we'll be talking about that, all of that next week when it comes out. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. And so then everybody continue to stay safe. This is only the beginning of a new era. We got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of healing to do. So let's keep it going and keep it growing as always. That'll do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go. Live life and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games, and each other. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.